This is Stop Worrying, You're Retired with George Fossing. Jim, welcome into the studio. We've heard from you before remotely, but it's great to see you here in the studio. Yeah, thank you very much. Great to see everybody here, and and, uh, thanks for listening, guys. Absolutely. And Jim, George, you both have so many years in the industry helping people and helping people really understand their investments. Jim, one question that I want to ask is just what does the average retirement account look like when somebody approaches you for the first time? And George, of course, you definitely see a lot of this as well. When they first approach, they're generally a lot of uh, money in the stock market, right? Mm-hmm. Very and, typical. Yeah, very typical. And and uh, what I think a lot of people forget is what happened the last time the stock market took a big drop. That happens a lot more often than than Wall Street tells us it does. And let's put a point of reference. I've been doing this for 25 years. Jim's been doing it for 40. So he Ouch. sees some cycles. Jim oh, was yeah. around for the 20s. Crap. <laughs> <laughs> it only seems that way. Seems so. <laughs> yeah, so one of the things that we're taught is a modern portfolio theory, and that says uh, that big crashes don't happen really that often. I think that math tells us once every 37 years, well, it turns out it's a lot more often than mm-hmm. that. Mm. They don't take into effect the correct kind of math for drawdown, which is something George and I firmly believe in that you have to prevent the large losses. And that's for a multitude of reasons, not just performance, it's emotions. Yeah, emotions run rule the roost, as they say, for most people. So trying to get the emotions out of the investment process is really important. Yeah, what's the old adage? Hey, don't worry about it. You're in for the long haul. Yeah. So, I mean, that might be fine for younger folks who have a long time before they're retired. But if you're at or near retirement, you don't want to have any big drops in your portfolio values because that'll just make you go back to work. I have that one example of a guy I was uh, managing his money for a long number of years. And at one point he called me up. He said, Jim, I've been watching what you're doing and I think I'm just going to take over and manage my own portfolio. And this was February of 2000. Oh, wow. And, and I don't know if so a lot of people yeah. remember March of 2000 is when the uh, dot-com bubble burst. I just told him, hey, be careful. You know, it's a lot harder than it looks. And he didn't take me off of his account, so I got to see what he was doing with him. He sold out of, I think there were eight positions in his account. He sold seven of them and moved all the money to a large cap growth stock fund which had been doing the best. This was right Mm -hmm. at the end of the 1990s, and that funded average about 18% per year. So he just thought, hey, man, this is is easy. I'm just going to put it in that. It's going to keep going, right? Well, the next two years, he lost 70% of his money. Oh, my 70%. Ouch. He had to go back to work. He was a doctor, and uh, he actually had to go back to work because he retired and decided to do that. And, you know, you let his emotions on wanting to win so bad mm-hmm. hurt the decision-making process. And at that point, did he have enough anyway, just to basically he got a cruise? If he wanted to? Yeah. He had enough anyway before the big mm-hmm. drop. Right. Yeah. That's what I mean. Oh, yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. So he was there and he kind of, as you said, his eyes started looking at ooh, all the shiny things and all the big numbers that people are growing. And he let those emotions get in his way. But Jim, you brought up a word there that I think is very necessary to talk about. And that's a bubble. I think right now we're looking around at real estate. We're looking at the market and seeing that the market is sort of disconnected from the economy. Do you see a bubble right now that we should be avoiding if we're approaching retirement? Well, maybe not avoiding, but being very, very careful. If the government continues to print easy money, 
Uh, this could go on for another couple of years, right? But you just never know. So you have to plan for what we call the drawdown, the losses that happen when you have a peak in the market and it goes down to uh, to a trough, so to speak. So drawdown is really uh, important that you're always prepared for it, mm-hmm. especially if you're at or near retirement, because if you don't prepare for it, it can come quick. Those losses come a lot quicker than the gains do in normal times. Jerry, this is why Jim's our chief investment officer. He builds these models to address these issues. Mm. You know, you could just pick it up in Jim's voice. He's got a passion for this. He's lived through it with people, seen people do these things that incorrectly. They just think the party's going to go on forever. It does not. It does not. It does not. Yeah, the party ends uh, a lot more often than, you know, is normally planned for. So Mm -hmm. making sure that your portfolio is made up of a bunch of different types of investment managers. They're generally tactical and dynamic managers because they can move the money from risk assets like stocks to not so risky assets like short-term bonds or cash when the timing is right, when the markets are dropping and they want to avoid those large losses. And they don't use emotions to do that either. They use mostly math, very advanced algorithmic formulas that a lot of these really good managers uh, use and, and are have been using them successfully for many years. And that's mm-hmm. the difference between a professional approach or trying to do it yourself. Uh, Jim, we are very happy that you're on our team so that you can run the numbers for our listeners, for the clients of North Star Financial and Retirement Planning. If they want to get in touch with you, what are some of the steps and strategies that you would talk about using with somebody if they're, let's say, a few years out from retirement? The big thing we look at, Jerry, is really what their goals are, what their beliefs are, really matching that up. It's it's very, uh, it's a 30,000 foot perspective. And you're looking at it from a standpoint where it's usually a trust thing. You agree, Jim? Really, for folks, they don't know us. We don't know them. And how do you know you're not going to be sold a bill of goods? People should be sharp with that, right? You're doing that. So it really comes down to what we do. And Jim's a huge believer in this is educating. Mm. Taking the time, showing folks, this is why we like this. This is why we're using this. This is how it works. You don't have to be the expert. But everybody should understand where their money is. Definitely. Yeah, I agree 100 percent. Yeah. Education, just never being afraid to learn more about investments, about how the investment world works and how you can actually put together portfolios that will protect you from losing too much when those big bear markets come. Mm -hmm. You know, inevitably you're going to be down something, but you don't want to have a 30, 40, 50 percent loss because that's when you have to go back to work. A good illustration, too, is what you've seen over time with this Bitcoin is a really good example for folks out there to get this mission creep where people, you know, it's going up, up. Everybody wants to be part of this, right? Right. You start, well, I'm not, then, well, I'm going to do a little bit, a little bit more, a little bit before you know it, people are involved in this. What happened over the past month? They dropped 40, 45%. Yeah. And a couple of years ago, I think December of 2018, it had peaked out Mm -hmm. at that time. I think it was maybe 20,000 ish. And then it dropped back to 5,000 in value. And so, you know, what's that? Three quarters of some people's money. If you got in at 20,000 and uh, it went back to 5,000, mm-hmm. you know, that's when a lot of people panic. Maybe they should have got out a little sooner, but they'll sell at the bottom. I mean, a lot of times that's when that we know it's all a bottom. the time. Yeah. Um, to give an example, my mom, who's not in the stock market anymore, she's just turned 85 last week, but she would inevitably call me. A day or two before the market (laughs) bottomed. It had happened three times. It happened in 1987. October of 87, mom called, said, get me out. Oh, no. Uh, It was, you know, at the market bottom. I said, mom, you're not, you know, in it right now. But 
And then the next time was in 2002. It might have been October of 2002 when the market bottomed. And then on Friday, March 6th, 2009, she called me up and said, Jim, if I'm in the market, get me out. <laughs> and, and guess when the market bottomed? It was Monday, right. March 9th. Oh, wow. And by the way, it bottomed at 666. Oh, there we go. S&P. So yeah, I don't know so if that need, tells you anything. You need uh, Mrs. Pritchard's investing yeah. <laughs> you know, newsletter going out there. Just bet the other way. A lot <laughs> of people ask me for her phone number. Yeah, it must run in the family. <laughs> yeah, it's in the DNA. That's well. The difference between getting in trouble and having that professional approach is removing those emotions. We've heard people like Warren Buffett say that before. And if there's any advice that I want to follow, it's a guy like Warren Buffett. Removing those emotions and making sure that you're following these models and running the numbers. The numbers don't lie, right, George? They don't lie. It's, you know internationally known that the numbers are all the same for everybody, right? right. You got to do this ups, up, downs, down. I don't care who you are, where you are. That's the way it works. And I think the big thing for folks out there is there's a lot of money managers in this world that know what they're doing. They're good at what they're doing. It's a little different. You might pay a little bit extra for their services. And, you know, it's again, it's called value. Right. No one minds paying more for something that's better. Right. Well, you know, you run into the example of uh, a lot of people want to beat the S&P 500. And sometimes you do and sometimes you don't. Sure. Right. But then they also hear some market gurus saying you want to be in the cheapest possible fund. So if you're in an index fund, an mm-hmm. S&P 500 index fund, you're not paying very much for that. But you're also um, in it when the market goes down 30 or 40 or 50 percent. So would you rather pay a little bit more? to get a market guru that actually manages that position so that you're not in it when it's dropping big Mm -hmm. like that. Instead of having a 30, 40 or 50% loss, you actually have, uh, you know, say a five or 10% loss, or maybe even a gain, depending on um, the strategy Mm -hmm. they're using. So, I mean, I'd rather pay a little bit more and have that protection so that I could sleep at night. And I think on top of that too, Jim, for some folks out there, we have a lot of clients, we don't have all their money. They have some of their money in low-cost index fund, which is fine because they don't need it. It's not going to hurt them. Right. Right? And say, hey, it's for the long haul. Go ahead and do that. Don't worry about the fees. Give it to the kid. Whatever. But the money you have to depend on, that's a different set of rules. Oh, yeah. It's a completely different set of rules. Definitely. And to be able to be comfortable with your retirement and not have to worry about that money is really important. It's the difference between being happy and being on edge constantly. Mm, That's finding that balance, and that's how you can achieve that confidence going into retirement. George, when you see your clients who have found that balance and have found that confidence, they're not worrying day to day about what the market's doing or what their balance is. They're just living their life and enjoying what they've always wanted. You just said it. You put everything in perspective. That's the way it works. To get that conversation started today, give George and Zach and Jim and the whole team at North Star Financial and Retirement a call. It's 864-404-4900. Talk about some of these different strategies that you may not have heard about and get that professional approach rather than doing it on your own. Again, 864 404 
4900 or find us online at northstar65.com. Joining on the conversation now at northstar65.com. George and Jim, during the break, we've been talking about some of the ways that you help people manage their assets and then go into retirement. You were talking about a really interesting example during the break. Can we bring that up here on this segment? Sure. You know, and again, it goes back to what we were just talking about, value. And it's something a little bit different that people might not be familiar with. Jim, you want to, you found this strategy. It's pretty awesome. Put it together. Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, one of the ways that uh, we want to build portfolios is to make sure they don't go down too much in bear markets, which happen a lot more often than modern portfolio theory tells us. So we want to build portfolios that are made up of a multiple managers that all work towards the same goal that prevent the bigger drawdowns. A drawdown would be from a peak in the market to a trough in the market. And um, when you put those managers together, the returns can be phenomenal and can do really well. In fact, you know, in down markets, oftentimes they can be up. So it's an exercise in math to find the managers that do a great job in down markets and then to put them together in a portfolio where the returns enhance each other. So uh, one example would be a manager we have uh, out of the Midwest. They look at the volatility of the stock market and they've built their own algorithm to when the market gets really volatile, a lot of times that means it's dropping or it's going to drop big. And they look at uh, what's called the VIX. It's a measure of volatility for the stock market. So they have gone back and crunched the numbers from day one in the markets to today and built their own algorithm that tells them when to be moving out of the S&P 500, for example, and actually buying some VIX options or futures that move up when the markets are dropping. And a great example would have been uh, how they did last March when markets dropped. I think the S&P was down 34%. And they were actually up because the VIX spiked a little bit ahead of time of the huge drop. And they took the opposite position and boom, did a great job. Up 19%. Yeah. Yeah. So those kind of managers. So you don't want to just have one of those guys because you no, know, so none of them are perfect, they're, right? They're yeah, not, don't yeah. fall in love with them, right? No, right. Yeah, you yeah. don't fall in love with them. You keep an eye on them and you build a portfolio with that guy, that manager mm-hmm. and others that do uh, very similar things. I think in different ways, though. I mean, we we also don't want to have the uh, couple managers that do it exactly the same right. way. So each one of our managers has a unique method of preventing big losses and participating in the upside. I think most people are chiefly concerned with growing and saving over the course of their career, George. And there comes a certain point when you really have to start looking at, all right, I've done a good job saving. I think it's most of the kinds of people who listen to a show like this. There comes a point when you have to shift that focus from saving and growing to preserving what you have. All the time. See it all the time. Mm. And if you preserve their capital... They won't have to go back to work. It's a big deal. People just say, I don't want to do this anymore. I feel like I've been lucky. We see that quite often. People coming in, very humble, good people, just saying, you know, I really had nothing to do with it. It It's just a positive market. I'm at a point where I don't want luck to be any part of this (laughs) (laughs) at all. Yeah, hope is not a strategy. (laughs) Yeah, buy and hope. We've talked about that before. The typical Wall Street trainee or trainer will teach his uh, trainees that, you want to buy and hold and hold on because markets always come back. Well, if you're near or at, in retirement, you don't want to 
buy and hope. The buy and hold becomes buy and hope because then you're hoping the market comes back. And, you know, generally it does, and it always has, actually. But how long does it take? Right. The guy that in the first decade of this year, if you invested in uh, 2000, the beginning of 2000, you had the same dollars by September of 2012, you still had the same dollars, but in the meantime, you had lost half of it, regained it, and lost half of it again. Oof. It's called the, the lost decade. Yeah, the lost decade. It was it was awful. And we saw, uh, I think, George, you'll agree with me, we saw many people that had to go back to work during that decade because oh, they were invested 100% in the stock market and in things where there was no downside management. They just bought and hoped. I had uh, a good friend, his... Uh, parents uh, were alive back then and they uh, his father had passed away and this is 2000 2007 Jim and father did all the investing smart man all in the market 2008 happens my friend's mom widow the counts down 50 percent wow wow and you know they he said hey can you look at this with my mom and I looked at everything and said holy cow it was a really delicate situation. She was just absolutely beside herself yeah. out there. You know, good things and all of a sudden life changes. You know, we were able to make things work out and she's okay now, but it was horrifying. You just felt for this woman. You know, she's a widow. She's got 20, 30 years in front of her watching what they had saved for be worth half at that point. It was devastating. Man, it's losing a lot of sleep over uh, that kind of thing, horrible. right? Yeah. That's exactly what I was about to bring up. George, that sounds extremely stressful. We know that stress is one of the number one causes of health concerns, especially when you're in your senior years. Were there any steps that she could have taken before 2008 to help avoid that and not end up in that position? Well, it's kind of obvious. You know, should have done something prior. I had somebody look at this. She goes, that's not her thing. Uh, he's been handling all the money all these years. But, you know, inaction is a plan. <laughs> you know, yeah. I don't want to do anything. You know, basically, I think it was, you know, paralysis by analysis or just overwhelmed. Yeah. You know, I, I had no idea their finances. You know, they were as my friend and their parents. And until he brought it to my attention and said, can you sit down with my mom? And when I looked at everything, I said, wow. And I just yeah, didn't have to ask the question, how are you feeling, Mrs. You know, Smith? I put the name there. And it was a, you don't need to say that. You're just looking at this. You can see the worry in her face. Yeah. Well, I think Wall Street has done a disservice to everyone because they market the buy and hold. You know, buy these portfolios and just hang on to them and you'll do well. Here's the average return over time. And, and when the markets go down, they're just saying, just hang on, it'll come back. And sure, yeah, like I said earlier, it does come back. But in the meantime, there's people like George's friend's mom who they're going to get sick with worry. Like you said, Jerry, their uh, stress can really do devastating things to the body. Mm. And, uh, you know, especially if you're older and retired and you have no way to see past that big loss. So George and Zach do an awesome job with with their customers of making sure they understand that you don't always want to beat the S&P because if you are, that means that your risk level is probably pretty high. So should that be your goal? Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> probably not. Not with all your money at least. <laughs> yeah. No. Right. Yeah. Your goal should be to, you know, make sure you have the right income coming in. So you pay all your bills and you have some play money and uh, you want to, you know, protect that. You know, put it in perspective too, I'm not a big gambler, but one thing I do enjoy is the horse track. I, every, Three or four years ago. I just love it. I think it's a lot of fun. It's a great sure. environment. You know the most I've ever bet on one horse? A dollar. Ten bucks. Ten bucks. Ten bucks. Big spender here, man. A there you, go. You, you bet ten times what I bet. <laughs> See? I, and it's, you know, at the end of the day, 
seven or eight races were there at 70, 80 bucks. And that's fun. That's a day's entertainment. I don't sure. look at it as a financial plan. It's not how I'm going to get rich. Yeah. It's a good illustration. You know, I'm going to go is. down there with $50,000 and bet on a horse. Well, one of the things. Because it won the last three races. Right. So, and, <laughs> and it has a good jockey probably, right? Yeah. You know, you can bet on the jockey actually because, you know, they get the good horses. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I kind of do that when we go to a, a casino, for example, we'll play blackjack. I play like the lowest dollar table mm -hmm. you can bet. Uh, but that's gone up. You're there for interest. It used to be like $3. You could see, so you'd start with a $3 bet. But anyway, every time you win a little, you put it in your pocket. Ah. Right. And then, uh, and then I always limit my loss. I, I guess I do the same thing in a casino that I do with uh, the stock market. You know, if I start out with $50, I'll say, well, I, I'm only willing to lose $20. Mm -hmm. And once I'm down my 20, I walk away. And a lot of times I'll find a few more chips in my pocket because when I won a hand, I took half of it and put it in my pocket. It's taking those wins when you can and making sure that you're not staying at the casino too late. There I think anybody, <laughs> anybody who's been to Vegas, all, uh, you know that they design everything to keep you in there. They pump in the oxygen. There's no clocks. There's no windows. You have no idea what time it is. Wall Street's the same way. Everybody always wants to keep you in there, but there may be a time when you want to take some of those winnings off the table and put a little bit of those winnings in your pocket. If you'd like to get the conversation started about some of the strategies and some of the tools that you can use in your retirement accounts and prepare for those retirement years, give George Fossing, Zach Jenkins, and Jim Pritchard of North Star Financial and Retirement Planning a call today. Our phone number is 864-404-4900, and you can find us online at northstar65.com. Thanks for letting me be a part of the show. We'll see our audience again next week, but for now, you get the last word. This is George Fossing. Thanks for listening, folks. Have a great week. God bless. Find out more at northstar65.com. Advisory services offered through Delta Investment Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims-paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered through Delta Investment Management.